0: this, They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I can't talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson and backs backs. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. Yo, Tuesday, baby, maybe, But for you, it might be Wednesday morning. You know what it is. Welcome to the G Splash, the dopest podcast on motherfucking earth. It's too early yeah. to start. It's too early to start cussing like that, right? <laughs> Sorry if you are tuning in with your children as you're dropping them off at school. It's how we. It's how we go down. We we like to keep it unfiltered. On. Un- Super cooly, extra fresh. You know how we do. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, this is again, like I said, the dopest podcast on earth. This, 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 this the dope show. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley. Back to my man, Chris Bucky Watts. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, hello,
1: hello, 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 Brad. Boom. What up, what up? Episode 115. Remember when we'd be on? I was thinking about
0: that walking with the car today. I'm like, 115, goddamn, like, One number a week. And
1: that's a lot of weeks. And we take breaks too, so wow.
0: Yeah we do Can't wait to lose count Are we, like, what? Are we on like 492? We'll
1: I mean with the last episode you
0: never know <laughs> Truche Uh man today we got a good show We're talking a lot about um, Our main topic tonight We're talking about movies that made us Which is the Netflix show But it talks about four movies Dirty Dancing uh, Die Hard Home Alone and Ghostbusters, which were all basically movies that people were like, geez, I don't know, guys. Is this going to work out? Is this going to pan I know. out? And It's
1: kind of crazy to, to think about it from you know where we are now. We be like, oh, classic, 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 classic. But back then it was like, woof, rolling the dice on these things. So it's that's, that's a cool show to talk about. I'm excited.
0: Yes, lots of stuff. A lot of stuff you didn't know probably about those movies. Though most, uh, at least two of them, circle around Christmas time. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll, we got that. We got some. We got some food news. We got some Star Wars. We got some Apple stuff. And Rick Moranis. Since we're talking Ghostbusters, I figured we'll talk a little Rick Moranis.
1: Yeah, nice. If
0: you don't know who Rick Moranis is, you could probably look him up under, in your uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. That's recycled somewhere. It's, uh, that's a yeah, that's book. The... It's in a <laughs> book. <laughs> you got those? Yeah.
1: Probably holding up a corner of a bed or
0: something. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, but also coming up on our show, this week over at Splash Trash Man, Chris, we talked Gretel and Hansel in the rhythm nice. section. Um, Ooh. And I will, I'm going to blow your mind real quick. I was surprised by both these movies. Really? I know, yes. I To the point where I gave, if, if you look at the sheet, which you have access to, I'm assuming you didn't see these movies. I
1: did not see either of these films.
0: So Gretel and Hansel is actually Katie and I both agreed this that's the movie of January. So far. Th- really? And if we're being honest, at this point in time, that's movie of the year. Wow. It's actually really good. That's a big that's a
1: big one. That's a big it's, hitter early
0: on. Yeah, I mean it's, it's I think the story's super simple. There's a little language I think I had issues with. Definitely check out the the episode where we talk about it. But um the music in it's dope. The art, it's like a very artsy film. It's super creepy. It's got a lot of good sounds. It's a, it's a sleeper. It's a sleeper. It
1: did, uh, yeah, it is. It did not do well with the critics or the audience.
0: Which is really weird because I, we were talking about it. We are like, you know, if you like the horror genre, you're gonna love that movie. But if you're just like, oh, I just didn't like that movie. Because oh, I was like, yeah, it's about two cans and the one breadcrumbs. Yeah, I got it. You know, like, you're not gonna get it. I got it! <laughs> That's over at Splash Trash Man this week. Next week we'll be talking and Chris will be joining us, we'll be talking about birds of prey.
1: Ooh, big one. Bobby Quinn big, back big in the- D C movie, February coming in heavy. Boom.
0: The D C shifting has begun. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just curious how they're gonna retcon this entire series. <laughs> Their entire franchise. Yeah, I
1: mean it's that's gonna be it's gonna be quite a thing to do, but I don't know, if it, if they pull the movie off halfway, it's gonna be a surprise, I think, to a lot of people and a lot of people are really excited for it. So okay, here we go. Anyway, moving on. Chris, let's get into some news because we got a lot to talk about. <laughs>
0: Longest news ever. Uh, I like to call this story, that's not a snack. Chris, do you remember Dunkaroos back in the 90s? Oh
1: yeah. Give me, I remember them. I idolize them. I worship them. I want them back so badly. I I think about them all the time.
0: You know what's funny is I was talking to my sister like a couple of days ago. We uh, cuz the girl's had some kind of cheese or ranch snack pack thing and I was sure. like Sure. Do you remember Dunkaroos? And she was like, "What? Dunkaroos?" I was like, "Yeah, it was like a cookie you dipped it in a frosting." And he was like, "Dunkaroos?" Anyway, oh
1: God, they are so goddamn good.
0: General Mills has confirmed that Dunkaroos are finally making a comeback uh, this summer, delighting the hearts and taste buds of 90s kids around the country. The Dunkable cookie snacks have been away from the spotlight for some time now, but General Mills knows that nostalgia is at an all-time high, making 2020 the perfect time to bring back the Dunkaroos. Couldn't be higher. Uh, but they're not going to do kangaroo on this one. Apparently they're leaving. The mascot's
1: not a kangaroo anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think they're leaving out the whole Australian down under vibe.
1: Well, they should just do it and then donate money to the thing. I mean, that's all you gotta do.
0: Right now, yeah. Now it makes sense, right? Because they got that. because that, they're on fire still, right? Oh,
1: I mean, it's like they've got some some help and or from rains and stuff. But yeah, I mean, this is better time than ever to launch the product and then give back to the people by buying that shit up left and right. Oh,
0: they're so good though.
1: They are man. You just take that the little cookie. It was like those, um, it was like those breadsticks with the cheese you could dip into. But it was like a little cookie, and you dipped it into frosting. And there's other things like Oreo tried to make one, like Nutella has its sticks, but none of them ever slapped like Dunkaroos slapped.
0: It was on got point, that man. Sprinkle frosting
1: it... in there. Get out of town.
0: Man, I can't wait. I again, I was talking to my my sister about it and she was like what are you talking about i was
1: like it's the greatest snack ever don't you ever disrespect dunkaroo <laughs>
0: you know they sort
1: of, they sort of uh teased it like they just like launched it they just like on their uh, fired up an instagram and then it was like very like ooh what could this be people were losing their shit on twitter i saw and then they came in and were like yeah we're bringing it back this summer
0: cool I was like, ooh well played i'm all about it about it master p uh speaking of genius moves i'm calling this next story genius Bars, uh chris are you familiar with genius uh the lyric uh, website
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's on my spotify sometimes it really does yeah, the shit out of me
0: yeah sometimes you're like hmm what
1: what now what is this artist talking? Like, about? i want to see the lyrics don't give me a fucking t- quote or don't give me a freaking behind the scenes and sometimes i'm like well tell me more about the song don't give me the stupid lyrics
0: <laughs> yeah you either want one or the other but this site Dude, has both
1: give me what i want
0: well they're coming to apple music chris genius popular verified video series is coming to Apple Music starting already today. So whenever you hear this, it's already running and rocking.
1: Too late, already happened.
0: Yeah, the show has artists explain the meaning behind their lyrics of their hit songs, and it's done. People like Billy uh, Eilish, Jay Balvin. I've seen Black Bear Mansions on there uh, a lot. Uh, Ray, Royce Five Nine, I think, has been on there. Uh, but going forward, Apple Music will co-produce Verified, the show in which we were talking about. And episodes will now premiere on Apple's streaming platform and it can be found on their artist page. Mm,
1: okay, cool. This is
0: interesting. So like they wrote out Apple Plus, but this is gonna be through their Apple music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They will also be available on the Genius website and YouTube, but later. Not not huh. first. They're not gonna get first dips. But they're not finally
1: no... getting what Spotify's had forever.
0: Has Spotify had artists on there or talking or about the lyrics program. and stuff? I
1: mean not the art but like yeah, now they have like these little video clips they'll put mm. in there, like behind the scenes like they'll throw in like they'll even do it in playlists where like you'll be like three songs through a playlist and then the next track is actually a little video and it's okay. like hi my name's blank and i did blanky bonk and then it goes back to the playlist <laughs> like all right cool
0: isn't that a, that's what you call an ad though right like this is it's like an
1: ad but it's like but it's like it's like a I don't know how to describe it instead of being an ad it feels like cause it interrupts the music but it's like they pop up to be like, my name's friggin' Blarb, and I made this song about Lickety Blanc, and I went all the way to town. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool to know, man. Enjoy the next three tracks. And you're like, all right, cool.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, there's no plans to make older episodes available on Apple Music, in case you were wondering. But that's a good move for Genius. I I remember when I first heard of this website, they'd be having uh, some of my favorite artists on their grading rap bars. And I'm like, mm, get them. Mm. Yeah. That song sucks.
1: Get them down. Yeah. You ever it's know, fun. It's always good to have new ways you can kind of examine music and stuff. It's, it's good. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Funny story. Um, oh, I'm not going to say his name, but I've had one of my friends who's pretty, a pretty big artist uh, come through and he's like, it's always funny to see what they, how they dissect my lyrics and and then to explain them. But I'm like, mm, that's not really right. accurate, but whatever.
1: That is kind of cool actually. Like, I've seen that, and I'm not necessarily in that instance, but like there's been other times where they've been like, so where'd you come up with that thing? And the artist is like, I don't fucking know, man. It just rhymed. Or like, I don't know. It sounded good. Like, that's not, like, I think that's, uh, I think a notorious one might be Champagne Supernova. Mm-hmm. When they asked the dude from Oasis, and he was like, it doesn't mean anything. It's gibberish. And it's like, oh, cool. And people are like, it means when your heart blows up from love. And it's like, no, it doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> Speaking of franchises. Was, were we talking
0: about franchises? I don't know. Anyway, but honey, I'm back. You're familiar with this as a 90s child since we've been talking nostalgia and whatnot. But uh, Rick Moranis is back in the news after Sony no failed to, to get him to reprise the role of Louis Tully in the forthcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife. Fans began to think. Unbelievable. Which is, I, I was wondering, like, why? Do you, Do you know? Is there a reason why I, he doesn't want to I, come back
1: to that? I don't. Well, I mean, he quit. I mean, we all know. I mean, not we all know. I think we've talked about it here before, but, like, he, retired. he quit acting because yeah. his wife died, and he was like, I'm just going to be a dad and stay home with my kids and walk away from this life, and he did, and it's like, well, shit, man, you couldn't get this dude back to come and make any kind Maybe, Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it'll be a huge surprise, you know, like a quick cameo, him and freaking the chick that's in those rip off commercials for go you know with you know know, on the phone and now she's like doing it for like turbo tax or whatever but maybe they'll both have a little yeah janine maybe they'll both have a little thing
0: Hmm. (laughs) now a rumor suggests that he might be might be due to take on a new role after all but it would be wayne selinsky the eccentric inventor at the center of honey i shrunk the kids Okay. No word on what the odds are that he might actually turn out to be involved in Shrunk and Shrunk in quote Shrunk. I guess that's what you call the franchise because they blew up yeah, one. The kid. Shrunk. They shrunk. They shrunk a group of kids, blew up another one and then shrunk themselves. But
1: yeah, you know what? That is true. Like you can't call it the Shrunk fan. Try Well, you know what? You could argue that three. after he blew up the kid, he was in fact forced to, to shrink, shrink the, the kid, kid once more. So, in every movie, there is shrinking occurring,
0: and it's even a, it was a ride at Disneyland at one point where he it shrunk a the audience. Yeah, it was a it wasn't a walkthrough. It was like a well, it was movie. like it's where uh, it was, it was
1: um, uh Bugs Life took over for it, right?
0: Nah, it was a uh, Captain. E- it was they took over for Captain EO. It was like it what was a, is that real?
1: It, yeah, I thought it was like a I thought there was a walk through playground somewhere where like everything was bigger than you.
0: That was ants, yeah. or. Bugs Life or whatever, whatever the Disney one is. In California. But this was in Disneyland.
1: There was a ride where you walked through it.
0: And it was like a three year ride. Like a, go. a snake came yeah, yeah, yeah. out.
1: Honey, I shrunk the kid, the movie said adventure. It was at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So it was in Disney World. <sighs> and it was a whole walk through experience. Mm. Where like you just walk almost like the the Walking Dead ones they have at Universal now or like that shit. Like He literally just walked through the ride or Tarzan's treehouse and everything was fucking bigger than you. And there's like a big fucking at. You can watch videos from it, but Mm. they definitely, that that thing's long ass gone.
0: Well, anyways, he might be back. Good for him. Disney's plan to uh, reinvent the franchise. Disney uh, Insider reports that he is nearly, or he is in early talks to appear in his first major live action appearance since 1997. Honey, we shrunk ourselves. I guess he's done some, uh, he did some animated voiceover work, and then did some uh, Spaceballs stuff, too, because he's in that. But, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I was actually watching. I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a couple nights ago on Disney+. Plus.
1: It's definitely, I mean, this is definitely, if they do make a new one, it's definitely going to be a uh, Disney+, Plus type thing.
0: Uh, But speaking of stuff not coming to a theater near you, Disney's Bob Iger, this is some Star Wars stuff, but has said that the priority for Star Wars in the next few years is locked-in television. More coming from the Mandalorian, uh, including possibility of infusing with more characters and possibly taking those characters into their own direction in terms of series. Huh. So uh, we all knew that Star Wars was kind of was over in the theaters. Well, but that's not true at this, unless they do only movies to Disney Plus. But they're uh, staying out of theaters. Chris, what are your thoughts? I
1: don't know. Do you you want I mean, would you want to see?
0: More Star Wars stories in, in, in the theaters with, like, Taika Waititi obviously being talked about. It's taking up some films. Uh, you got Kevin Feige also taking up a movie.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think that... I I like them. I like going to the movies. I like seeing the picture shows. So, of course, I'm going to be like, oh, I definitely want to see that stuff. But I, honestly, I think the world is changing and and... I think it's okay that they make we get I like the idea of getting more good content as long as it's good that's really accessible and on Disney plus and I see why they're doing this too because they're like unless we have a freaking home run loaded we're just gonna put it all on our Disney app because you idiots are gonna eat it up like slop uh, so I think this whole thing is basically him saying you know for Star Wars our priority is giving you cool stories on Disney plus instead of putting one in the theaters where you all shit on it in the reviews and then hate it and then we all look bad
0: yeah, I mean the the Star Wars fans is real. They're hardcore, they're, man.
1: They're very they're very passionate. They don't play that touchy little bitches they don't pl- usually.
0: Play not play around. <laughs> uh, for as far as spinoffs though, they've talked. To, you know, after he said this, it's like, who's gonna get the spinoff? Baby Yoda, what's her name from the WWE? Cara
1: G-Carrano. Yeah, Cara Jorino.
0: Would you want to see a spinoff of any any of the characters that we've met in Mandalorian? Would you want to see a moth Gideon? Um, Spinoff?
1: Well, I guess we don't know much
0: about the character, right?
1: It'd be cool to see how he got the Darksaber. I think there could be a cool storyline with that because that involves Mm -hmm. Mandalore. So it'd be almost like a flashback series because you'd have to go get it back from Mandalore right and then he would have it but then we all know that the you know mandalore got wiped out so it makes sense that he was the one that like led the genocide so there could be something cool there with seeing him but and then i don't know eh, do you really want to watch a thing about it, the bad guy and or maybe it's a show about mandalorians on mandalore in their last stand like the last days of the mandalorian um uprising so mm-hmm. you know something like that but they also were getting the diego luna show and I guess they're just thinking we're going to bring characters in or give you stories about different parts of the galaxy. Like I was saying, I think I talked about last time there's like a really, there's a good set of books that basically don't take place around a certain character. They take place around a certain place. Mm -hmm. So like the whole book is a bunch of short stories all from the cantina. One's all from Jabba's palace. One's all just bounty hunters. So like, it'd be cool to see a shows like an anthology series where like you just hung out at, at the cantina. And then, it was like the most Eisley Cantina, and then you each episode you followed a different character out. Characters, yeah, on their, or like, whatever kind of like you, doing. yeah, maybe there's one thing that all happens, yeah, and you need to see the episodes of them tracing something like that. Disney, if you want to hire me to write the show, I guess I could do it. I could try and fit it in my schedule. No big deal. Send it my way.
0: Yeah, no problem. They got they got lots of money to to play with. I mean, they can't couldn't hurt. But you should hire the guy. Just saying. Uh, speaking of hiring new people, though, Owen Wilson crashes. Low key. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Owen Wilson has joined the cast of Low key, uh, which is Marvel's highly anticipated Disney Plus show starring Tom Hiddleston. Obviously, is low-key. What is it about this show that everyone's like, This is the one? I don't feel like it's the one for me, but we'll talk about Owen Wilson in a second. I just wanted to ask you that question.
1: What an interesting question you ask. And I think it's for I think it is for um approachability is the word i want to use because of the three shows that you know dropped during the super bowl thing uh i think that winter soldier and falcon people really as a fan base people really love captain america and that they mm-hmm. think chris Evans did such a good job and it really catapulted him in so many ways uh endgame also made him like you know a really legendary figure so i think there's a little pushback when you think of that like even i feel that i'm like I don't give a shit... Like I, like, I like Sam, I like Winter Soldier, but what does this show have for me? Like, it, and not, not to say we'll get into it, like, it looks dope, but, like, I think for people that are not as, maybe, passionate as you and I are, it's easy to say, ah, oh, well, Captain America's not in it. And then, on the other end of the spectrum, I think people are just so confused by WandaVision, mm-hmm. that they are like, they're like, what? It, like, when I was in Super Bowl Party, and that played, and that those sections. like, so what is that? And I was like, oh, it's like, so in her mind... Cause she has reality and it gets warped and then the multiverse. So she's seeing, and it's TV. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy to try and describe. So you, I think, I think WandaVision might ultimately end up being the best of the three shows, yeah. but I think it's not going to be the one that you have to be people. You're have to go to work and be like, I watched WandaVision and I shit everywhere. I loved it so much. Uh, and then in the middle here, in that very middle spot, that sweet spot, you have Loki, which is, Oh, I know Tom Hiddleston. I'm a big Loki fan. I want to see what happened. It's obviously going to be kind of that funny Thor humor that I'm looking for. Boom! I think it's just approachability wise, it's the easiest. To just say, "I want to watch this show."
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense um, for sure. Uh, although I would say that someone's like, I feel like the person would say, "I watched WandaVision, Chris," but I have no idea what the fuck is going on in that show.
1: Yeah, it's definitely well and, and I loving. shit and everywhere. I'm guessing it depends on. I'm assuming it will. That these shows will launch identical to Mandalorian. They'll pick a day of the week and they're watching. They won't just be full binge drops. Yeah. So yeah. But I definitely think in the first two episodes, you'll just be like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah, then they'll kind sure. of let you in on the secret.
0: But uh, with Owen Wilson joining Loki, what character do you think?
1: No, I don't think anybody could guess. I, I severely doubt if you're not, if you're not a, a Thor fan, as far as the comic books, I don't think you would have any clue. This is probably going to take place in a whole other realm. It's possible he plays normal Joe. You know, like just a fucking human dude that has to help Loki or something. But he could also play some sort of trickster. You know, who knows? You know, He's got range. um, So he could do something cool. But yeah, Yeah, you'd you'd have to be deep into Thor mythos to be able to be like, I think it's going to be Grathar the Great.
0: One, I agree with you. I think Owen Wilson does have range. And a lot of people don't know that. But he's not just the airheaded doofy blonde that a lot of people probably take him for. But second, I think I've heard, and I've heard rumors of this too, is like he could be like on earth. Totally. At one point and playing like a regular person's perspective of the MCU. Sure. We have a lot of those already, but uh, that's still going to happen. But since we're on the topic of the MCU, let's talk about this Super Bowl spot where we saw, oh, before, uh, I meant to say this beforehand, but I'm gonna say. I guess I'll just say it now. But Mandalorian is coming October.
1: This October.
0: This October. Oh, Season two. I nice. like that.
1: I like that quite a bit. Happy You, fe- you have hear you- breaking news, folks. You heard it first from
0: this come <laughs> this. T- <laughs> yeah, whatever. From
1: anyway. this fucking guy. Yeah, from this fucking
0: podcast. A lot of the stuff got moved up quick, even with this MCU stuff. I felt like Disney Plus has kind of been flat lately it's just like old stuff things that right. have been around any new stuff is if you're looking for new stuff just fresh out like that's not disney plus isn't for you even though they just hit 28 million subscribers Good Lord. since since they launched anyway let's talk about this mcu shit because we can talk about it forever we right. saw three three shows as excited as i am about it all i had to take a step back and be like man these is this is just they're tv shows which hasn't right. been done, you know, and
1: right. It's a trailer. It's a trailer for three different TV shows.
0: They all got release dates. They're basically what, like three movies? Are they? All, do, do we don't know the running time yet, though, huh?
1: No, I think. I mean, there are multiple episodes for sure.
0: It's like six and six, eight and eight. I think.
1: Yeah. So we we don't know. I mean, yeah, it's one one storyline, but they each of them ties into something that's going to happen in the next phases. Yeah, it's going to be wackadoodle, but exciting.
0: And they all tie into movies, which also comes out. So first we're getting we're getting uh, Black Widow in May, and then in August, what I'm looking forward to the most is uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those things where I remember when it all launched, it was like, oh God, it's gonna take forever to get there, and then it's like, oh no, now we're gonna have a, like a yeah, we'll, we'll hit you with this, door. and then we'll hit you with these, and then we'll hit you with this one. So yeah, it's gonna be. Really cool. the trailer itself was really exciting. I mean, everyone got really kind of quiet and. I think they did a thing where they were like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it was like, oh, don't worry, guys. We're not just giving showing you Winter Soldier. We're showing you three different shows. Like, yeah ready for bing, bang, boom. And you get one four-second shot of Loki because we are still trying to film it.
0: When you see, uh what's his name, Daniel Roll? That, that's who played Zemo, Yeah, right? he plays uh, Z- Zemo, yeah. When he gets, like, like, the clip unloaded in his face, that's a great shot.
1: All the bullets are falling, falling out of the gun. So we don't know what happened, but it's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just a fan of him as a in in the comics, and to see him again, I'm I'm really excited for. Yeah, he's but a good actor, and
1: he's a great villain in that movie. One of the best Marvel villains because he's a completely hand. different kind of villain. Yeah, so, he's not
0: he's not he's not looking for any kind of gain. He's just like
1: he's like I want my revenge. I'm gonna get it the I'm gonna get it by making you all tear each other to pieces. It's like yeah, oh I'm shit, here, this guy's
0: dork. I'm here to shake the system. And then we also see like them those guys jump out the airplane. Uh huh who appear to be maybe Hydra agents shooting at Falcon. Yeah, they're,
1: they're getting, they're coming back. I and mean, you see the shield get thrown and stuck into a tree. So you know, that's still going down. Yeah. We didn't get a, We didn't get any shots of the, of citizen, uh, U S citizen. or what's his name. U S agent.
0: U S agent. Yeah. Yeah. We did actually, yeah. we did.
1: There is a shot I didn't catch. It. I must've looked away. Cause I saw the behind it's the scenes it. shots that people were taking on set, but I didn't see any shots of him.
0: Yeah. It's when, um, it's his back, though, on that football field.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah.
0: I do remember that now. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff was happening very quickly, but um, another one was, or the biggest takeaway from this was definitely WandaVision. Um, oh, yeah, crazy her, cool. Her answering the phone, going through different timelines of sitcoms. This show, outfits. Yeah, this show looks bonkers. We We did get to see, this is going to have some House of M stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that this is absolutely because that's another problem is that they have they really, in the movies for her they've pitched it as that what she is is that she's magical that she has this this special mutant ability or whatever where she, she can just manipulate energy when in reality in the comics her power is the ability to manipulate reality just like the reality stone where she can kind of move things using that energy to pick shit up and throw shit and do all that stuff, but it's like Really, she's just utilizing reality manipulation, and so in this, you know, she—I'm assuming she has some. She goes to try and find vision, or she's trying to go through the multiverse, or in one way or another, her powers are going to explode and basically create a pocket reality where she's falling through these realities.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they be said so it ties wonky.
1: into a. Uh, it ties into Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange, and the multiverse of madness. So there we go. Do you think um, we'll see some? We'll definitely see a lot of uh,
0: people show up I feel like in all of these shows, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean yeah, I think we'll have little pieces and hints and things like that. I don't think we'll, they'll just contain it solely to to the characters that we see. They got they got to do it.
0: Uh and then we see Loki and the cool thing about the Loki shot though is um he's obviously in some prison garb. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which is a a, a good nod to the comics because you get that whole other what special agency I think it's called uh T I don't want to say TWA I don't think it's that. It's like this whole time travel police, basically. Oh, so they and he's in. He's wearing the, like the their their initials on his prison garb.
1: Was that what that is? Yeah. So, so, so he's jumping using the, the the friggin' tesseract to move around. there like, uh, uh-uh, uh, pal.
0: Yeah. So somehow he gets captured in something, or because he gets locked up. So yeah, you
1: see him and she, he got away, and then he's clearing something.
0: Yeah. So that's actually a a, a rip from from the books for sure. Uh, there's time an agency that, jail. that it's like a a time traveling agency that finds people who are fucking up timelines.
1: Yeah, or not? I found an article and they're called um they're called something a TVA mm-hmm. time something something.
0: Yeah, so what they do is they they find people fucking with time, and then the other ones to uh pr- well, like basically be, police it. Be-
1: I li- I like that. That really comes. I'm Variance Authority. Damn cool.
0: I'm so excited to hear that That, that Falcon makes me comes, excited. Falcon Winter Soldier comes out August. We've got Mandalorian in October. WandaVision in December. We've got Black Widow. Eternals coming out. We're in a whole new MCU and it's This is like, a
1: whole new world.
0: At first I was a little shaky, but I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know yeah, about you. Yeah, I think
1: it's 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 tough because you know there's so much we've got we've already feel like we've got so much content, twenty movies in ten years, but then you like you look back and like, oh, okay, so that's like two a year or whatever. Some years are better than others. But then this is all of a sudden gonna be like, here's a stream of shit coming at you from all different angles all the time. And you're gonna be like, Give it to me, please. I want more. Yeah, so like it's a m
0: we're getting two movies this year, and everyone's like, Oh, gosh darn it, we're only getting two. But we also get like Venom 2 supposed to come out, Morbius is coming out, but these shows is also like two Three movies. True. Just them yeah, they're just,
1: yeah. They're big mm-hmm. arcs and they connect to things. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're we're in, a, we're in a good time with the old Disney Plus.
0: But speaking on movies, and this is definitely defining the new age. Let's talk about movies that made us, Chris.
1: Ooh, main topic. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> this is a show, a spinoff show, I guess, if you will. Uh, yeah, it but, is.
1: From a show that we already very much enjoy. Yes.
0: We love this show called From the Toys That Made Us. Now this is The Movies That Made Us. And it's kind of like a behind-the-scenes show that tells you a little bit about movies, a handful of movies that you might not have known. Which is so much fun. It's so much
1: fun. Like, I thought I liked the... I mean, I really am a big fan of The Toys That Made Us, but it also comes down... There's a lot of, like... You know, The Toys That Made Us is about the toy and the franchise, but it's also about, like, the fucking, like, production and the deals they made. And this one's, like... This is the movie that you got, and this is how we actually got it made. Even though we probably shouldn't have, it did. Yes. And and Chris actually,
0: you pointed this out to me that the show existed because, like, what are you talking about? And you're like, yo, in the movies that made us, man, they got like Die Hard, Home Alone, oh. and I was like, I saw a trailer, fell in love instantly. But the movies that we're so talking good. about on this show is Dirty Dancing. Yep. Home Alone. Another great one. Die Hard and Ghostbusters. Now, these are four movies, late 80s, early 90s? Or are they I'm all in the late 80s? On.
1: No, I think... one uh, was the 90s. Yeah. yeah
0: uh, Ghostbusters yeah, was the late, late 80s, early 90s. Die Hard Was Die Hard 90, 90? I think
1: it was 90, 91.
0: And then Dirty Dancing. Yeah, so they're around the same time.
1: Right around that same zone when movies were hot. John Hughes was hot. Yeah,
0: movie making was Patrick a lot... Patrick Swayze was hot. And movie making was a lot different back then.
1: I mean, it was all like handshake deals. They didn't have, you know, all this internet and technology to use. they like make fucking phone calls,
0: you know? This is when favors meant a lot. (laughs) You had to call somebody who knows somebody to get somebody in your movie. Yeah. You saw the the Dirty Dancing one. I didn't get a chance to see that one, but you. Oh. I was very familiar with this growing up as a kid. Uh, My mom absolutely loved the movie and the soundtrack. I think a lot of people did. You know, obviously, it was. Familiar phrases like putting baby in a corner. Yes, uh, it's probably Swayze's biggest role.
1: I mean, one of his one of ghost. his biggest lines. Ghost, ghost is big. That one's big. He had a couple of dingers. Yeah, man, that one. I have this terrible syndrome where if I'm looking through, like, let's say any show, any doesn't matter. If I'm on Netflix and I pull up a show and I'm looking through the episodes and I'm reading the Ooh. descriptions because I can't help myself, I'll see one and be like, that episode sounds stupid and nine times out of ten, it's my favorite episode of the season, It'll be, it doesn't matter what the show is, I'll be like, oh, really, another blank episode, oh, cool, and then I watch, and I'm like, son of a bitch, that was amazing, or, like, I'll be like, that sounds boring, and I love it, and this is the same thing, no different, I was like, Dirty Dancing, like, I've seen the movie, okay, cool, like, whatever, played it, and was like, I learned so much about it, and the process, and how, like, hard it was, and how they had to work around it, I was like, Wow, this is amazing. It made me appreciate it more. The Home Alone one, the Die Hard one, Ghostbusters, they have all have their great things. Those are great movies that I really, really love. But, like, that one for me was such a surprise. It was like, holy crap. I had no idea. Swayze and Jennifer Grey, they didn't get along, and they were, like, at each other's throats oh, for, see, I like, didn't, see, I didn't all notice. the time. And, like, because he was kind of this, like, just, he was the dude that he was, and she was just, like, well, she was, he was a like a star, up right? They worked together on Red Dawn, and they he didn't like her attitude. Yeah, and he's like a Texas dude, like and, and he was just thought like, she was such a prissy girl, and she thought he was this big, dumb, macho guy that had to have everything his way. And then, like, yeah, they just hate each other, and they finally got around to liking each other so they get the movie done, but then they have this amazing chemistry, and you can all see this test footage, too, of, like, other actors they tried out for the parts and how, like, it just didn't work, or, like, certain people are like, oh, God, they can't fucking dance. And you find out Patrick Swayze's mom was, like, the number one dance instructor in Texas and just all this <laughs> crazy stuff about the movie. You're like, and he like, he like did all the dance. He knew the dances. He's just like, yeah, this is what this, this is. It. This is me. And it's like, Holy shit. Like you'd have no idea.
0: That's crazy. Swayze. Yeah. No, Um, I was surprised to hear you. You were like, yo, this is the one to watch. And I kind of, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll get to it. Kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, I really did. I was like, oh man, this is nuts.
0: That movie set so many trends when it came out. I mean, sure one that song is played at probably every wedding time of my love well that album ended up being like a freaking I mean, star the album this was a movie they were like what didn't they say something about claim the insurance on this movie
1: yeah they're like yeah they said that the guy when he they show they sat up for the first test tested yeah it was this one right yeah yeah they sat down in the room and watched the first one the dude got up and he said that ran the studio or whatever got up and was like Burn the, burn the film, take the insurance money. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and they move forward with it. That's, That's a crazy. crazy thing.
0: Next thing you know, people are trying to run into each other's arms and the guy's like, man, I hope I did enough bench press so I can hold my lady up at the wedding.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. That whole maneuver, too. Like, that thing, yeah. like... Patchley jumped off that big-ass jump he does. Like, he really did that and, and like, being a football star in Texas. And and then another movie, he, like, fucking destroyed his knee. So he had, like, no ligaments in it. So he only could do that jump, like, ten times. And then on the last one, he was like, I'm gonna fucking get it. And he did it, and he got it. And then he was like, I'll never be able to do a jump like that again. Like, just shit like that. You're like, how would I ever have known? Like, it's almost too good to be true. But then everybody's like, it was pretty fucking crazy. And you're like, oh, cool, it must be true. Like, they're, they're asking guys that. They're, it's not like they're just, like asking the marketing people. They're not asking the publicists. They're asking like right. a dude that held a light or like a grip. And they're like, yeah, it was there. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> I held the tape down. Uh, you know, we had to mark the spot where he's going to jump and jump, fall back down and catch. But like, he landed it to the yeah, T, bro. Like, you're like, yeah, you're right. That does sound fucking crazy.
0: We're talking stunts right now. So let's talk Home Alone.
1: Oh, shit. man. Yes, amazing.
0: I think as I grew up... And watch the movie later, I'm like, man, some of these booby traps would kill somebody. Oh, absolutely or like, dead.
1: Dead almost instantly. And if not dead, so concussed that you'll never be able to ever or think for yourself again.
0: you catch tetanus from something. Sure. Yeah, Joe Pesci. One, they were like, can we get Joe Pesci? Yeah, Pesci doesn't want to do it. Or he... Can we get like Because
1: like, he found out he couldn't swear or something like that. And he's like, oh, I don't really want to be a part of it. And they're like, Oh, come on.
0: Another thing that's great about this show is that they explore they they told this story about how Pesci was like was notorious for swearing and improving the curse words. So in this movie he created his own language. He was like, I'm gonna create yeah. something be the are frowns. like <laughs> every
1: time he does that, it's just, yeah, him every time just he's, killing it in the wild.
0: Yeah, it's all improved and because he couldn't curse and he would refuse to be around Macaulay Culkin because he every time they got into uh, a shot he wanted that real fear of like i don't know this guy stranger danger whatever right right that was another thing
1: <laughs> yeah they wanted to be like a real ex- a real scary experience
0: meanwhile his stunt double did the craziest thing like they the lengths I that mean, they did for this movie unbelievable
1: not only that but the fact that they freaking i mean when you watch Home Alone and you see those falls, those are real falls they're doing. Falls. Not onto mats. They were taking real falls. They were the craziest motherfucking stunt guys ever. And then not only that, they freaking like invented a new style. That kind of stunt hadn't been done Comedy, before. In fact, yeah. that thing where you slip, where they hit the cars or hit the ice and go from standing to on your back in one motion, that's called, is called a Home Alone fall now. And it has another technical name, but like for a long time they just called, yeah, do a Home Alone fall. And it's like holy shit! Like these guys would go up there, and like Chris Columbus in the show, if you watch, he's talking about how he's like I physically could. I would say action, and I would look away, and then I would the scene would happen, and the dude would fall onto his fucking back off of like a second stair, and then I would look to the the assistant director and say, "Is he okay?" And the assistant yes. director would look and say, "He's Great. okay," and then I could look back and yell, "Cut!" He was like, "It was unbelievable."
0: Yes, and and you see these stunt. Even Macaulay Culkin had like the old. Which is also a Simpsons reference later in in one of the episodes. I saw it recently. It was like the stunt double of Macaulay Culkin was a grown-ass man, but like a super short Yeah, one. yeah, it's unbelievable. Another thing about this movie, though, too, was it starts off... I believe it's a New Line Cinema movie. I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's, it was... But originally, it was another Spox? studio...
0: Yeah, was it it was Fox, right? I want to say it was Fox.
1: I, so Fox picked it up from somebody else. Warner somebody Brothers. Else. So Warner, Warner Brothers had it and yes. then Fox picked it up.
0: They had everything they basically knew this movie was gonna get canned by Warner Brothers or whatever the studio was. Yeah, they, and they, then, they were way
1: over budget, way over time, Warner Brothers. They knew it was gonna shut them down.
0: But Chris Columbus was like, I think this movie's gonna be good. Making moves somehow they did this weird maneuver where they were able to k- basically keep the shop open, but m- switch out studios at the same time. Like, there was one studio head telling everyone to go home, and then another guy following him in another room. Meanwhile, this is done in a school, because they built the Yeah, the, the whole set
1: house is built inside of a school. Inside Loved of a
0: gymnasium,
1: yeah. Yeah, they rent out this old school that had been abandoned literally... That house, the exterior is the house, but the inside was too tight, like, for the shots they want to do, the things they needed to do, it was just, it was a real house. So they needed a house where bigger, which you still, I, I watched that, and then I watched Home Alone, like, a few days later, I still couldn't tell, I was like, oh yeah, they're bigger doors, but then I was like, oh, I guess we're so open nowadays to open floor plans and houses that... As I look back now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that door is fucking wide. Or, like, that staircase is way too wide. But it just looks like a house. No idea that the house is built inside of a school gym.
0: Gym, yeah. Each room is, like, built in its the own little st- piece. Gym. There's actually it's no ready.
1: real stairs other than, the like, when you're... The stairs lead to the basement actually go from the first floor down into a... down. Like, not, don't go anywhere. Like, you go up a ladder and come down. And, like, the basement he runs through It's flooded was in the abandoned pool... Like, that, that oh, yeah, stuff, the right. stuff, the production stuff the they pool, had to do is yeah. so nuts. Best story coming out of that one, though. If you haven't watched it, you got to watch it because they hit it harder. But my favorite story is the fact that John Candy, who plays the king of polka, cheese, yes, that Yes, I know exactly what you're going to
0: say right now. Yes, The fact it, that he, it.
1: as a personal friend of John, or as a, he was a friend of John Hughes, and as a personal favor, he said, okay, I will come and I will be in your mo- in this movie for you. And John Hughes said, that's awesome. He said, but I, I can only do one day. I can be there for one day. But because I'm doing it for you as a favor, I'll do it at – I can't remember what the word is, but it's basically when whatever the lowest person gets paid on the set, you get paid a little below that, like at cost. It's like at cost or whatever. So he he said, okay, cool. So he comes, and he shows John, up, everyone's and so jacked. Him
0: on, and keep in mind, John Kenny's a huge star at this point.
1: Oh, my God. Huge Pro, comedy icon A-list. already. Yeah, He's yeah. got planes, trains, and automobiles. He's got fucking Uncle Buck. He's rolling. And he shows up, and they freaking make that motherfucker do a 24-hour day. He said, I'll do it for one day. They kept him there shooting for 24 hours, did all of his shots. But the whole time, like, he was pissed at John Hughes, they said, by the end for making him do that. But, like, he also was just himself. So he was, like... Making everybody laugh, he all that all basically every one of his lines is not written in the original script. No, it's all improv. If he's in the movie; it's him just riffing, like making up songs and ditties. Like the, and the song, things yeah, the says. song titles, right? Like he made up yeah. all those songs. You don't titles. know this one: polka, 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 polka. Like that's all him just being him. And the fact that he only got paid four hundred and thirty bucks is insane because he's a, such a huge part of not comedy mention, at that time period. But the movie, but not to mention too.
0: The kid who delivers the pizza
1: got paid more than, got John, paid more Candy. than
0: John Candy in that movie. Uh, so it's that's so crazy. Cool. That's so crazy. Cool. That's what this show is, and I, I love when we hear all these secrets being pointed out too. Um, and another movie, Chris. We we actually joke a lot about this movie. We say a lot of lines in very uh, casual, casually enough to be like we forget that it's from the movie. But let's talk Die Hard, because Great. no one believed Bruce Willis was an action star. He had a sitcom. It was called Moonlighting. I remember this show as a kid. I know I'm showing my age, but I do remember this show. You know, he had hair at the time, too. He
1: yeah, had nice, nice, uh, nice, almost full head of hair.
0: Well, you're talking early 90s, uh, where you got the Arnolds, the Sylvester Stallones, big dudes. Steroids, maybe, probably. But then you get a little guy like John McClane
1: coming Welcome to the Potty Pal. It's crazy. I mean Die Hard itself is a very different kind of movie and what that episode's really cool because it dives into like where did they get the idea and how did that turn into a script and what were they gonna do? But like yeah. the real heart and soul of that episode is about Bruce Willis basically being like like what you just said perfectly. They were, at that point in time everyone was so used to such a different kind of action star. And then also, this movie, Hard mm-hmm. comes along that has a different kind of plot. And also, it's an action movie where he's not an action hero. He's no. just a fucking dude that ends up having to survive and become a hero. Totally different than Schwarzenegger, like picking people up by their throats and throwing them off cliffs. And then at the same time, they got this guy in there, and he gets paid, he gets negotiated, gets the highest contract of anybody ever at that time to be in a movie as a lead. So he gets more than Clint Eastwood, Sylvester Stallone. Schwarzenegger, all these guys that are crushing it, he gets paid more, never being in a film, and then shows up and becomes one of the most iconic action stars in a lot of ways of all time because he was just unique and had his own style.
0: Yeah, he became an action star after this. Like, can you imagine? Like, who else was this movie supposed to go to? Didn't they have other people
1: lined up? They I did have remember. other people. They did. I can't remember who else they had in line. They'd offered it, to, I think they offered it to Eastwood. But he said, "Fuck no, I won't be in that." And yeah. they offered it to to uh, what's his name was in that. There were a couple people in that time frame that were like, "Oh shit, like this is gonna be the guy." But yeah. then, nope, nope. They wanted they wanted him. Not only
0: that, yeah. but no one saw this movie being a good movie or of a franchise at all. And true that
1: that director is fucking quite a guy.
0: There's a lot of is that, this. This actually has a good cast. I mean, you got uh, Carl Winslow as a cop. He's in it.
1: Great stories from him, too, about how he was, like, basically done. He was like, I got to give up acting. Like, I can't cut it anymore. And then he right. scored this role, which changed his whole life.
0: Much like Gal Gadot with with uh, Wonder Woman.
1: Totally. Totally. It's one of those things. He's like, yeah, I can't. I, why? There's no point in me doing this. And then, boom. And now he's able to buy his mom a house and a car with his paycheck from it and shit. Like, this made a lot of people's. I mean, it made Alan Rickman never obviously couldn't be in the documentary because he passed away. But, like... Talking about how he'd never been in. He's a stage actor. They hired yes. this stage actor, British guy, to come in and be a a, a, a villain. German villain in this thing. Like what, everything about this movie was different, and that made it amazing.
0: Uh, one of the guys on there, who one of the storm coordinators, who had him in a rig, and let him go too early.
1: Hundred percent so real the, story.
0: So the scare was there when he's falling off the building. He was let go too soon and. So that expression that he has on his face is legitimately a real one.
1: It's one of the biggest and, in my opinion, best movie, one of those movies, like not movie myths, but like that's a thing that really did occur. Like that's a very famous right. fact that when he unleashed him, he said, I'll let you go on five and he let him go on four. And so his face is like legit because you can't even if you try and act surprised, if you know it's coming, it's really hard. Instead, it's like legitimate terror you're seeing on Alan Rickman's face, which is just yeah. Fantastic!
0: Yeah, and and I love that this movie gets debated every Christmas about being a Christmas movie or not.
1: Best Christmas movie of all time.
0: Welcome to the potty, pal. I think is one of the greatest phrases that I use in my everyday life. Thanks to Chris.
1: I mean, it's <laughs> it's just that's, that's like one true. of the.
0: <laughs> welcome to the potty, pal.
1: That's all you need. You just need to say welcome to the potty.
0: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we. Add the Boston stuff to it, but we do because you
1: have to if you don't you're not doing it right,
0: all right, man. The last one on this list is Ghostbusters, so i say I savored the flavor for last. This movie was not supposed to be made right originally wasn't it uh Blue she was supposed to be in it, right, but they it they, was yeah
1: blue she was supposed to play um Bill Murray's character,
0: yeah, and then Bill was down, and this was a script that kind of got tossed around. But it turns out Dan Aykroyd's family kind of has like a history with the paranormal, if you will. I guess.
1: Yes, they are. They are very open to it.
0: Yeah. So this is what I thought was cool about this episode. There was a whole other story about them getting the title uh, Ghostbusters because that was a show or some other movie back in the day that they so they they had to like fight for. But yeah. This was a movie that actually almost didn't get made. Dan Aykroyd was working a lot at the time and had been writing a couple of different scripts. But then this movie gets made and then it turns out to be a smash. Oh
1: like I mean, this, wow.
0: This this is a movie that turned into a cartoon.
1: Oh, toys and toys and toys and, toys and merchandise toys, yeah. and movies, and now we're going to get a new one.
0: And we're still talking it's about unbelievable. Ghostbusters.
1: Still talking about I mean, what a cast that came together. I mean, yeah, you were 100% right. Ackroyd, he, when he was writing it, he was on SNL. Or, yeah. um, so he wanted it to star him and then Eddie Murphy and John Belushi, but then, unfortunately, yeah, right. Belushi died as he was working on the script. So then they had to make changes and ended up being pushed, and Harold Ramis comes in, and then, I mean, look at this team you get. And it's just unbelievable. For again, like you said, movies that aren't really supposed to be made.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was like probably a someone saw this script and was probably like, "Yeah, it's a write-off." Well,
1: it's we'll a ghost movie, movie, whatever. Cool. It's yeah, a guy. It's a comedy, but it's not. It's like a comedy, but it's also got these real elements. So could this work? At a time when New York is just dirty, like and grimy, which
0: I which I really love about this movie. But oh, yeah. yeah,
1: it, it has a, it has a real statement about New York and and stuff. Both movies do.
0: And then, on top of that, it's got a dope song. Like, the song gets made.
1: Oh, what a... I mean, it's the song.
0: Everybody knows this song. It's funny that it turned into be the franchise it did based off of Dan Aykroyd's... Like, he almost didn't finish the script, and he was like, whatever. Uh, it, was like, it was like something that he just kind of threw away, but became, like, the biggest thing that he's probably known for.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right? It's hard for even even me, it's hard to think of another... Dan Aykroyd movie. (laughs) I have to be like, "Uh, yeah, he was in uh, the Great Outdoors when, like, this is this is what made him.
0: Yeah, I mean, besides, uh, what is it? Trading Places. He's in that with Eddie Murphy. uh, Yeah, yeah, no, no,
1: he's not trading. Oh yeah, Trading Places. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking Forty Eight Hours.
0: But also, Ghostbusters stars Rick Moranis, Sigourney Weaver. Man, talk about a lineup! And they made a sequel. I know I'm forgetting the uh, Janine's, the actress
1: name, but she Janine's in there. Yeah, you know you can't forget Gene. Obviously, William uh, Atherton. You know what? One thing I do want to say about this. One thing that I think is one of my favorite things about, and they don't really talk about this in there, but I just want to talk about give give props to Ghostbusters for a second. The fact, the or I guess the way they bring in Winston zedmore who is played by Ernie Hudson, I think is so clever. It would be we see this so much in movies now in stories. We've seen it for a long time, which is. In order to tell the story of something, you latch on to a character who's new to it, who's just getting into it. A great example, people argue about what's the greatest book of all time, like The Great Gatsby. The main character in Great Gatsby, the narrator, he literally is going to this area for the first time, and then he gets introduced to the characters, and he gets involved in the story. You see this anytime, like, welcome to the team, kid. Like, I'm this right, guy, right. and that's fucking this guy. It's a very easy vehicle to get you into a story, The fact that the movie's halfway in when they hire Winston I think says something to the fact that it's like, hey, the story isn't driven around. Like, we're the Ghostbusters. Welcome to the team. It's driven around, hey, let's start this thing called the Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, we need more people. Let's bring in somebody else. And then he gets his own little like, hey, how's it going? Can I get hired? I think it's really clever writing.
0: Also, yeah, and also to that point, like, when they get arrested, spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie – uh, But yeah, he get when they all get arrested, he's like, yo, I was just taking a job.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it. He's like, man, I just I needed work. Like, yeah, I thought it was a wacko way to get a paycheck. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> yeah, they were like a hot item in New York. Uh, you had uh, everybody talking about him. Larry King. But it's funny to hear that this movie was just like something someone just scratched on a pad. And it became a franchise, like a, a beloved franchise.
1: I think learning about the Ackroyd thing is really, really cool, too, because the fact that, you know, like you said, like his dad wrote a book called a very famous book called The History of Ghosts. His mom Mm -hmm. said she was she was clairvoyant, could see ghosts. His grandfather experimented with contacting the dead through radio. And his great grandfather was one of the was a very, like, well-known spirit, spiritualist in the early part of the 19th or nineteen hundreds. So it's like a really cool history in it The that he's like, my family's interested in this. And I'm going to write a story using my comedic genius, but also, you know, try and craft a good a good story in there, too. And it's going to end up becoming this massive thing that doesn't stop for years where they're making a movie now. And I, I hear that. I, I don't even need to hear the goddamn song anymore. In that new trailer, you can just hear Ecto-1's siren going off siren. and you get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, that's, just a, a that's what ambulances yes, just made yes. back then. But now you yes. associate that sound with Ghostbusters. That's huge. I-
0: I will say this and I'm going to take the time out to say this right now. Shout out to my mom. My, when on my 5th birthday, this is like one of the birthdays that I remember. My mom somehow finagled somebody to who had a Ghostbusters car. He had um, he must have had like this old apparently it was a an an ambulance, an old ambulance that he turned into the Ghost like Ghostbusters car. And he would do birthday parties and shit. And so...
1: That's cool. There's one of those that comes to... Like, uh, when we have our WizCon here, there's a dude that has a freaking full-looking one, too.
0: He had his... I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his wife or whatever, but someone wore this, like, airbrushed Slimer suit. So... (laughs) Shout-out to her, because, like, I can only imagine... making it happen for you. Yeah, for the kids. And we... I mean, all they did... All they did was play the Ghostbuster theme song on loop, and I I laugh now because you know I stay with three girls upstairs and I watch Frozen on repeat all the time. Yeah, I'm like, man you do. Man, that's that's moves. That's moves. And and Ghostbusters was that early on, and to to hear that it was just like a throwaway script and something somebody was working on to be so great. You know, I mean, anything can happen. And I think that that's the message of that. And I think that's what's really great about that project, being creative and just throwing your thoughts on paper. Anything can happen. So I think that more people need to do that.
1: Yeah, just get it out out there.
0: You're one of them. I'm one of them. Chris, what are you looking forward to the most coming up? Uh, movies, TVs, shows, what, what, what can't you wait for? What do you like? Are you excited about Birds of Prey? Are you You like, uh, I will
1: say I, I, am holding, I know I, I sound like I'm holding my breath on Birds of Prey, but I honestly am very excited for it. I think it has a chance to do something different and be really cool. So I'm going to try. And I think um, I'm most excited for,
0: you think, uh, Margot Robbie is going to be able to save the franchise and derail it in another direction.
1: I think that she will do the same thing. I don't think save is the right word because I think that she will help course correct it the way that Zachary Levi did in Shazam. Not necessarily Mm. I'm going to fix this whole thing. It's going to be all on my shoulders, but more this direction feels cool. I like something different. I like that it still plays the same mechanics in the same universe, but in a different way. Like Shazam did, and let's go more down that path of fun, light, quirky, but serious and dark when you need to be. I think that that, that mix makes could be really fun because the Marvel movies we don't really get the the dark stuff that much. And the fact that no. DC is saying we can be light and colorful, but let's do some fucking let's make this one radar with gore and let's have these fucking monsters eat people in Shazam and like let's get a little weird. I think that's okay because that's what DC <laughs> comics are. You open a Marvel comic, you open a DC comic. The first thing you're gonna notice is that not eight times out of ten the dc comic is darker not only in its ink and its art but also just in its storylines
0: i think if anybody has control or any kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for suggestion where the character should go i i don't think i see harley quinn being played by anybody else so i would like to see margot robbie like ride it out as long as she can
1: i think she's i mean why not she, if she's having fun doing it that's what really matters <laughs>
0: Uh, you know what we do here at G-Splash? We're giving it Splash trasher, man. We'll tell you all about the Oscar parties, the noms, who got snubbed, who got what. I don't really want to see Joker win at all, but Katie is on board, so you know she's ready. I can't wait to read. All the comics coming out this year. We got Empire coming out, which is a Marvel. With
1: that Y in it. That sneaky
0: little Y. Sneaky Y. I don't get it, but we're gonna talk about it, Chris. We're gonna talk about it. I just saw a few uh images for cover art, which look great. Talking the Avengers and Fantastic Four. Also, we'll be having a new show come up with next episode. Uh it's gonna be with x-men and fantastic four so i'm excited for that stick around you know how we do we'll be back next back time same rap channel right here g splash baby we hold it down we out of here baby peace